Welcome to Sweat and Small, a podcast all about running and well-being brought to you by Lupa. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Sweat and Small podcast brought to you by Lupa, where we explore all things running and well-being with some of the best people in the area within the UK, Ireland and across the globe. Last week, we had a really great guest, Nick Hancock, who is a run coach based in the UK. He shared a lot about technical run coaching, the benefits of run coaching, and also his own personal journey with mental health, where he went from the verge of suicide to discovering running, really looking after himself, and then hoping to share his wisdom that he'd learned through those years with other people as a running coach, which uh, was a really special listen. If you haven't listened, of course, go back and give that a listen after this get a double dose of sweat and smile. This week's guest is, again, another brilliant person that we're excited to have on that hopefully will get you inspired to get outdoors and get running. Maybe even as you listen to this podcast, feel free to put on those running shoes and get going. Today, I have Naruja Trikantaraja, outdoor adventurer based in Northern Ireland who's pushing the importance of representation everywhere. Naruja, I'm so delighted to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, <laughs> and thank glad. you for having me. No, it's our absolute pleasure. And I'm glad to hear that you're excited to be here. How are things in the island of Ireland at the moment? I miss it dearly. Is it still looking nice and green and well? A stunning. It's a stunning place. And the weather's been great. Um, you know, it's just, it's a really good place to be right now, nice. especially during lockdown. It's been amazing. Yeah. For, uh, like, I don't know what it is. Once I move away from Ireland, suddenly it becomes <laughs> like the Canary Islands with its weather. And when <laughs> yeah. there's weather in Ireland, it's hard to beat it because it is so beautiful. Um, so I'm a little bit jealous, but hopefully with the L vaccination, I'll be coming back more often and stuff. And it doesn't rain on me. Uh, just whenever I'm back up, I'm not a bad <laughs> moment or anything. But listen, Narisha, we have so much to discuss today between running, just being with the outdoors and 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 so many things about the world of well-being. So let's let's get stuck in. I'd love to hear from you just a little bit about your journey with running and, and the outdoors and how you got to this day today where you you know you have your own page and you share little bits of wisdom and beautiful pictures on a regular basis. Wow, well, it's kind of a crazy journey because it's not really even something like if I thought about myself, I don't know, 20 years ago. So, yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> 20 years ago, I wouldn't even have thought that this is where I'd be, like loving the outdoors, um, you know, talking about running. Um, I'm like, so I was. So if we start with my background a little bit, so I've always been brought up in the city. So my parents are Sri Lankan Tamil, so I'm Tamil, but I was born in Paris um, and I spent nine years there. And then we moved to London and that's where I was educated and everything. And, um, you know, like, so I didn't even think about the outdoors. Um, so I guess, and the journey did start with running. So I guess, like that's how I started to get into activities. I, I wasn't sporty or anything in school, but during my, so I developed a eating disorder when I was 16 and pretty much two years into that, I 
that's when I discovered running. I discovered a treadmill and, you know, it's as a way of controlling my calorie intake. I took up running. Um, so I got on the treadmill and I just, I was obsessive. I was an obsessive runner. I'd run 10K every day. Um, and obviously this is not something I suggest to anybody, but that's just how my journey began. And it's been a long journey. Um, uh, so like that journey with running developed into what I have a much healthier relationship with running now. I don't, it's not a way of controlling how I, you know, my calories or how I look or anything but that is how but it's amazing for me now to realize because I guess at the time I didn't realize that that's what I was doing mm. and, and I didn't realize it was unhealthy it's like this culture where you're told that to limit your calories is the way to do things and how to be healthy um but now looking back on it I'm like oh wow that is mad like I was putting my body through so much strain um, and I didn't even need to and was I enjoying it at the time I don't know I can't even remember it well now when I run and I've, I've taken the treadmill to the outdoors and it's just totally different for me like my mindset is so different I actually enjoy it. they'd be like you know like so as always for me like getting started to run is like oh god come on Aruja sometimes I'm like oh god yeah, yeah. but like once like you know, like within like minutes of like starting, I'm like, oh, I am so happy I've done it. And whether I run 10K or I run 4K, I come back and I'm still buzzing from it. You know, like I'm always buzzing from my run and I'm like, oh, yeah, next time I'll be really excited about going for that run next morning. Oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's, um, so for me to be where I am now uh, compared to where I started, it still kind of takes me back a little bit. I'm like, mm. oh yeah, you know, like I needed to do this journey to really appreciate what running means to me. I really needed to go on this journey to be like, yeah, right. So now this is where I mm. want to be. And I, I, I guess I'm lucky that I can reflect on that now. Definitely, definitely. And, and we shared one of your reflections there recently actually about this exact journey about how your eating disorder and running interacted and, and how running at the beginning wasn't really, listen, you know, there's always going to be some benefits from, from running, but it was, it was kind of negative for, for your mental health and for your physical health at that time. And did you, did, was it a type of thing where you felt like you needed to run to justify your food intake that day? You know, you needed to burn off X amount of calories so that you could have any really, and, and, and then you would feel like yeah. that's okay. Yeah, so when I started, that was it. So I think, um, yeah, to justify what I was eating, if anything, I was like, well, at least I've, I'm going to run. Or And I used to run first thing in the morning, so I'd know exactly how much I'd burn. So that during the day, then I could eat however I was comfortable to eat because I'd already burnt it off in the morning. Um, so that's that's what I was doing and I didn't I just didn't realize it at the time um it's because before then I was just not eating but at least mm -hmm. this way because I was still living with my parents too and there was a lot of pressure like they it wasn't something they really understood because I I loved I love food yeah. <laughs> like now even yeah. now like I love food and before 
I developed my eating disorder. I loved food. And like, it's really, food is a big part of our Tamil culture. So it's not something my parents understood. And because I was living with my parents and they were like, what's going on? You can't just stop eating. So for like two years, I wasn't eating. And they noticed it. So when they started to um, question it, I was like, well, this is a way of doing it. Like I could eat and I'm actually burning it off. So I'm kind of balancing it out um in my head because <laughs> a, a lot of people do that and um, it's something that I, I like I personally didn't go through I didn't experience it but on, on my own page on uh, my mental health journey page uh, a lot of people started sharing their journeys with with eating disorders with me and a lot of them pointed to things like running and exercises ways that they just were able to keep track and 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 just kind of counterbalance food with with exercise and, and a lot of people do that in, in in a healthy way and can do but I think it, it's just a sign of um for you it was probably an over obsession with numbers really as well which yeah can, can be dangerous you know just looking at these metrics every day knowing this is what I burnt off so I can only eat this amount and you're kind of working up towards that and then it's like cut off exactly exactly how, how did you move away from that like how 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 did you become comfortable to, you know, not be in a place to continuously or, or rigorously count what you're putting into your body? You know, like I try to reflect, like I try to go back and I'm like, when did I mm. really become comfortable with all of this? And it, I know it went on for another 10 years. I would have been, I yeah. think for another 10 years, I was still pretty much in that headspace, but in a very different way, you know, like <laughs> I went through lots of uh, lots of different phases. But um, I think the biggest factor that really changed things for me was when I moved in with my now husband um, and we lived together and I guess we were cooking together. Mm. And like, you know, he eats regular meals like regularly and he's, you know, he eats breakfast and he was just like, you know, let's gonna eat this you know what we're we having for dinner what we're we having for lunch and I was just having to eat but at the same time because we just moved to the Lake District mm. so that was where I moved from London for my first job yeah. so I was three years into that um I was like discovering the outdoors as well and I started going outdoor a lot I was being really active but in different ways I was walking more I was and I think my mindset just changed like I was so active that and I was just having these regular meals and I just didn't see anything changing with regard to my body and I was just like you know what like I like this like mm. being active and just eating wasn't becoming wasn't an issue anymore I think I started enjoying eating a lot more because I was eating with someone else um, as well so you know I wasn't just by myself like yeah. obsessing about food and constantly thinking about food and maybe because I was so active I just didn't have time to think about food I certainly don't have time well I love food now so I'm thinking about what I want to eat next yeah. but <laughs> um and then like the more active I became the less obsessed I was with food you know and I think now I'm kind of the opposite direction where I'm really mindful that I've gone through this journey so I don't want to slip back into it yeah. like it's something I'm conscious and I think when you've gone through an eating disorder you're almost always living on a kind of edge you know yeah, you're of course. you could go back and you don't want to go there so um when people talk to me with about numbers and they're really obsessed 
with not obsessed but you know when they're like really careful with uh what they're eating and how much they need to exercise I'm like you know I'm really aware I'm like well you know you you can do it but not like obsessively like don't don't take it so kind of it's kind of like a trigger for me I think yeah and so I kind of don't um I try not to get too involved in that because I just take Boy. a step back and uh just let people get on with it I know like some for some people that's just the way they are but I think this is the dire culture that has developed um and over the years I think like it's got worse and I've seen it affect women a lot like women talk about calories a lot yeah. <laughs> um and it's it is the diet culture that is around us unfortunately I think yeah definitely definitely and, and and can i just say first of all congratulations for for coming through that and and being able to reflect on and be conscious of it as you move through your life in this you know beautiful new direction and stuff um and also just what really shook me there was your connection to the outdoors and and obviously um what will include your partner in that as well your connection to your partner <laughs> was it was obviously we're not gonna we're not gonna we won't dig into it today but I, I think that's beautiful as well but but your connection to the outdoors um for me like the outdoors is therapy you know whether it's a walk whether it's a run and it feels like you naturally kind of came across that can I just ask what was it that obviously you're in a beautiful part of the world the lake district but what was it that drew you to the outdoors that too was a long distance, like a um, long kind of journey um, because um, so I came from London and I went to the Lake District for my first job. I was like, wow, <laughs> massive culture shock. Um, there's like farms. I'm living next to farms now. I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> there's a sheep here. <laughs> um, and like the first um outdoor I'm, activity I'm sorry, the, the outdoors off. is absolutely bashing against my window here <laughs> <laughs> so people do do be comforted maybe hopefully you're listening to this in the sun and this is like oh that's kind of comforting rainfall or maybe before bed or something but sorry new year's you're saying um no, um so like the first outdoor kind of activity i was taken on was within a month of moving to the lace district and i was on a graduate scheme and the you know, the guys were like, oh, um, we're just going to go on a little, on a little walk. And I was just like, oh yeah, where we were going? And they're like, oh, Scaffold Pike. I didn't know what Scaffold Pike was. I didn't know any mountain names. I didn't know nothing. So I didn't know it was like the highest peak in England. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, okay. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just a hill. Don't worry about it. And that was like the first thing I did. And I don't know how I got through it. I didn't have a gear. Um, I think I had to go and buy a pair of boots um, and I bought a little backpack um, and I was like right okay I was just rocked up in my black and gold Adidas like <laughs> tracky and nice, top nice. you know like I I'm like from it. London <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got my cap on and my gold hoops and you know like I'm just <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just doing my thing and I got made it up but like I think after that it took me like a good couple of years like three years to be like right I really want to do um I want to do this again but like I didn't it was just like it just it was hard for me to kind of get into the latest rate because it is it isn't really a place where I felt like I belonged as such 
Um, so I very much felt like an outsider. People would be like, oh, where are you from? You know, like it was obvious I wasn't from the Lake District. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, I think like I spent a year in New Zealand and Australia as a career break from my job at the time. And that's when it really like, I really like got myself into the outdoors because I, we bought a car and we got a tent and we were just like touring around Australia in this car and tent. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then like when we were in New Zealand, we were um, in our camper van. So we were like, you know, living in a camper van and everything. And suddenly I was this like, oh yeah. And before all of that, I went to Borneo for three months to volunteer. So I was living in a jungle, awesome. you know, like <laughs> as a PM and I was um, building a water system for a village. So I'd done all of that in a year. And then I went back to the Lake District and suddenly the Lake District to me was just like, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I lived here and I haven't really explored it. Like that first hike was so intense that I mm. just kind of let it go. When I came back, then suddenly I was just like, wow, I need to like, this is this man that this is my home and I've not really explored as much as I want. And that's really how it all started i mean like it was mm. like i said it was a long journey it wasn't like oh yeah i went to the lake district and suddenly i loved it i didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't it took me a good while you you've lived a very good life you've been you've been around a lot of places which is uh, <laughs> which is awesome um and and did you like when you went to new zealand and australia and borneo you said that you didn't feel um you know you didn't feel overly comfortable when you're going around the lake district did you feel more comfortable in those places? Was it more welcoming, um, you know? Um, yes and no. Like, um, I think a lot of the time we were by ourselves, so we kind of didn't interact that much with people. Mm. In Australia, um, they're quite backwards, actually, because I worked in a cafe for about three months um just in sydney <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know they were like oh someone called thought i was aboriginal so they just kept asking me what tribe i was from <laughs> and all this stuff you know yeah. so i was just like uh yeah okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you know like i've had this all my life so i'm just like just take it as it is and i'm like actually that was a bit you know like mm. so they did ask me weird questions so in australia it was a bit or like i think people are slightly backwards and it takes them a while to really they're quite blunt so they just ask you stuff just, just yeah, yeah yeah um in new zealand everyone's really chilled so i found it really chilled and it was great i didn't really experience anything and i didn't because you meet so many other tour um like backpackers and stuff you don't think much about it but i did like notice that there wasn't any like there's not really many brown girls like traveling mm. around backpacking and I, I mean I get that because even when I went my parents were just like uh <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> like you're not even married you know you're not even married um just start a job and you know you can't just be doing this you know yeah. um so it's I wasn't surprised I was I wasn't surprised but then I realized you know wow like this is really crazy Hello, hello. Sorry to disrupt your podcast listening experience, but I just wanted to point you towards an exciting new session on the Lupa app. This is a session called Be Your Own Best Friend. It's our newest mindful run and it's brought to you 
in association with our friend Connor O'Keefe, outdoorsman, ultra runner, mental health advocate, an all-round good guy. He created this session with us so you can be your own best friend and look after yourself in the way you would to your friends and family around you. Started today, we've linked it in the bio to this episode, and we can't wait to hear what you think. Now, back to the podcast. You know, like there should be more people doing it because my experience was life-changing. Yeah. Because it, it is something we we touched on it with uh, Dora Atom on, on the podcast uh, a while back. Um and it was just about the, the representation and, and the comfort for people who are black and brown, like in the, the trail running and the outdoors community. And it like a lot of you know areas in life, it it, it is un- underrepresented and it, um for some people it, it doesn't feel welcoming at all. Um have you found through your page because you know you're someone who is, is someone who's really pushing the importance of representation across many different areas um have you been able to connect to many people through social media that have had similar experiences to you and maybe have actually been comforted to see you uh, be there in the outdoors and loving the outdoors that maybe made them feel like yeah i, I can do this as well you know what, like last year when I started this page, I kind of just did it off a kind of whim. I was just like, mm. you know, I've seen so many places, I've backpacked a lot and I was like, I want other people to, to see this. I want other people to just like have confidence and be like, yeah. yeah, she can do it, I can do it. And then I joined Instagram and I was just like, wow, there are other people and they're like pushing for the same things mm. and they've got similar experiences. And like, so it's not the same with mine. Like, I think I'm really, really diverse. I think in all the stuff I do. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to focus. But like, <laughs> that's just the way I am. So my yeah, page comes yeah, across yeah. as I do everything. But um, um, like the people I've met through social media is what keeps my page going because I'm like, wow, there are people who are doing what way more than I do. Like, you know, like they are people who do great work and they're getting um you know like groups of people going outdoors and I love I love saying that and I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't started my Instagram page I didn't know about it at all I lived in the Lake District and there's all these groups in the Lake District <laughs> and I'm like I don't believe I didn't know yeah. these people I could have been going out with them and now I'm in Northern Ireland and I have to find <laughs> these groups in Northern Ireland it's not possible <laughs> <laughs> But it's just great to know that there are those groups. And for anyone that is listening, you know, like, because we talked about it with um, Ultra Black Running, with with Dora and Black Trail Runners. I, I don't know. Do you do you have any groups that you recommend people to have a look into? Because there are groups for pretty much, you know, like everyone out there to make you feel more comfortable. And then you go out there, you try it, and then maybe you feel more comfortable doing it yourself than over time because you've ran with a group and, and, and you kind of broken the ice with that. Do you have any groups that you recommend people to have a look at? Well, I know a couple. So the girls I've seen do this is there's Black Girls Hike, um, the Wanderlust Woman, so she, um, and then there's the Jaded Project, I believe she's called. Mm. Um, so many. Um, uh, what's her name? Eon Adventures, I think. She, 
and like so like there is a lot I mean these girls are just like some of them are targeting specific groups of people because they're really underrepresented and then there's ones who are more specific who you know just welcome everyone and but for me it's just these the ones who target specific underrepresented women to me is amazing because I'm like oh my god they've gone out and done this and actually it's you can see the amount of people that they have actually empowered to go out and do this who wouldn't have done it otherwise it is amazing work and I, I would say to it, like, obviously, for those pe- people who are listening that are, you know, w- within those categories that are being targeted by these amazing pages, obviously, go follow them, connect, and, and hopefully it builds a great community for you. But I would I would actually say to anyone, uh, you know, especially, you know, people like me, other white men, um, to go and follow these pages, because I found with Instagram that the algorithms are a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if you, if you just follow with me well all my friends in dublin and runners in dublin you know other white men and women your your even your discovery page is the exact same it, it is what you follow so sometimes to break that mold yeah. and find other people and just widen your perspective is to go out and follow some of these other great pages and just change that discovery feed. and i think that's a good little uh just a little good marker of, of kind of where the the diversity of your following and your followers is and it, it's something that we loop anyway we're you know we're trying to put effort into that we're trying to be as representative as possible because it is so important and you you want everyone to feel like you know i'm a part of this i can be a part of this i'm welcome because um you know so many people have had experiences where they don't feel welcome and um whether it's true ignorance or if it's just true cruelty it's something that can actually like you said yourself can turn people away from doing these types of activities or, or whatever it is for, for a long period of time. And we just don't want that. So, um, you know, just thank you for the work that you're doing in that space. And thank you to everyone that we, you mentioned there as well. And, and everyone that I mentioned, and we'll, we'll throw a few uh, links in the, in the post uh, and, and, yeah. and in the podcast bio so people can go and follow. So, yeah, that, I, I just wanted to, to have a chat about that because I, I think your page is brilliant for touching on some of these topics and, uh, yeah it's it's just nice to explore this stuff um i find that i'm learning every single day and uh, it's <laughs> it's just really really brilliant um so Narusha, just you today what what is so pe- people like they have an idea that now you know you're you're kind of outdoors mad you're you're adventure seeking all this stuff what does not an average day i i feel like your days you know they change a bit but what what like what has the last kind of year looked like for you in terms of your adventuring like what do you get up to or what have you gotten up to <laughs> this last year actually um the, my, my biggest thing that i've been doing is learning to surf <laughs> nice. um, because i've moved here and i live by the coast and like my husband's a surfer and i think he just wants someone you know he wants a reason to buy a surfboard so he's like (laughs) get her into surfing too now I can buy more surfboards but like um I get so I was saying this to someone the other day actually I was like it doesn't make sense for me not to try and get into surfing because I'm like missing out on half of what I could be doing here in like in Northern Ireland so I might as well make the most of it and that's why I did it I'm like I think I'm really open about it on my page. I'm not a good swimmer. 
I learned to swim when I was like 27, when I, just before going to Borneo, in fact, mm. because I'd lied on an application form that I could swim. <laughs> 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 so I was like, oh my God, I better learn how to swim <laughs> um, to survive this test. So they made me do a test when I went to Borneo and I was like, pass it. Um, and so I've been, so a lot of what I've been doing is learning to surf. Um, even this morning I was in for a surf actually. Nice. um just it's really outside my comfort zone so like um it's been it's it's a, it's a huge it's a it's a massive deal to me and then what else do I get up to so I've been on a sabbatical so I can tell you I've not been working so that's why I, I can do all these things um uh we went last year went to the Scottish Highlands so we did a lot of hiking um, but then I also discovered the Mourne Mountains here in Northern Ireland, which I didn't know about before I moved here. So that's been really amazing. Um, and a, a lot of running, you know, because I live in the country. So like, and with me not working in the morning, like sometimes I just need to get out of my own head. So for me, like being able to run on these country routes has been really important. Um, there was a stage I actually last year signed up or tried to register to the London Marathon. And I was like, I was convinced I was going to get a place. I don't know why. <laughs> so, so I started training for it. <laughs> started <laughs> training as if I was going to get into the London Marathon. Um, so I started with just like, I was like, oh yeah, let's see if I can still do a half a marathon. So I started mm. like, you know, ramping up to half a marathon. I managed to do a half a marathon there, like last year just just for fun and then I got the letter that I didn't get in so I was like all right yeah I'll tell you this then I'll just, I'll, I'll just I'll just chill out now <laughs> <laughs> and run for fun <laughs> um what else have I been doing I was in Wales there last week um finally um so we were there more hiking so I've missed the mountains one of the things I miss from living in Northern Ireland is the mountains I don't really get to see the big mountains as much as I used to yeah um but so like going to Wales last week and the amazing weather was amazing. I tell you so. Um, yeah. And, and what does all this, like, it sounds just so nice, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, and I'm not like, you know, I, I think everyone, in everyone's head, they're thinking, oh yeah, I'd love to be surfing and hiking. And But the thing is like a lot of us, it, it does take still, like, even though it's great when you're doing it, so it does take that get up and go. So again, like, you know, some people might take a sabbatical and end up just, watching every single show on Netflix for the year or something like that so I do credit you for like going out there and like to be able to surf to be like when you weren't able to swim when you were 27 like that's just so cool and I know that the water is cold there and now <laughs> yes, the waves can be big and stuff so you know I, I again congrats on that but like what what does all this all this connection all these different ways to connect with with nature whether it's the sea whether it's the mountains the cliffs the country roads what does all this do to to you mentally like how does it impact your mental health the outdoors is like everything to me because it's where I can really reevaluate things so like sometimes you just get stuck in your own head I'm very much kind of that sort of person who can mm. just go through things in my own head and bottle it up and just go through things so when I go outdoors is when I just have it's almost like that all that space gives me like a better view of what's going on and I, and I guess even like when you're hiking 
it's not like I, I don't talk when I'm hiking, okay? Like I'm hiking <laughs> and I'm really just going through what's, what I'm doing, you know, I'll go through the things that I've done. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, if I reacted like that, it was not good. Like I get to like, just think about like pause and like, just take a deep breath and then like look around me, like, and then be like, well, this is what I get to do. And this is what I get to enjoy. So like, what is important and what's not, and that's what it gives me, which I don't think I've always had. And I just need that time. I need that time outside to just balance my mind out a bit. Um, and yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I completely get that. And it's something that, you know, like I've lived in London for three years now and I'm a little bit further away from, from some of that good outdoor stuff uh, than I was when I lived in Ireland. And um I just like to every now and again just you know get out of London, just get a train, go even if it's down to Surrey or something like that, and just go out for a hike just to have that quiet space to think. You know, it's not even to um you know go and, and go with the lads and 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 be chatting the whole time, <laughs> which I, I do at times as well, but sometimes it's just to get to a space where it's quiet enough to have that clarity of mind to, to just think and work through stuff. And, uh, you know, it is, it is like therapy at times and it's a beautiful form of therapy. So, um, like I, I even said to you when, when we first started chatting was that I found just looking at your page quite therapeutic, just the pictures <laughs> on your page, just the, uh, the, it's just really beautiful. So people do check it out. Um, we're going to be having links to, Marisa's page in, in the post and and, and in the uh, podcast bio and stuff like that but if you ever if you're in a city especially and you're just working at your desk and you want to remember what the sea the coast the cliffs and stuff look like yeah this is the place <laughs> to follow um, and Marisa you, for you then just just before we wrap up and stuff I, I just wanted to know do you have any tips there for uh, for runners for for hikers or, or just people in general before we uh, before we finish the podcast uh, from just get out there really and start small nothing has don't don't start with scaffold pike <laughs> or like or training for a marathon <laughs> you know start small and just um, enjoy what you can do and not like focus on oh you know so and so is doing this and I should be getting there it's like that's not what it's about that's your journey that's your journey and that's that will come but like enjoy what you can do. I always said to like your body's an amazing body. Um, um, your body's an amazing machine. And like, we don't really give it the credit that we should give it. And like, this is what going outdoors is all about. Like part of what I do is like appreciate my body. I guess because, because I've abused it in the past, for me, it's like now it's like, look at it, like look at all the things it can do. Even when I'm out climbing, like, sorry, I didn't mention like half of what I was yeah. doing like uh, in the past year is trying to get into outdoor climbing and everything. And like, I've been climbing these big sheer like cliffs and I'm like, my body's like amazing. And I get those moments when I'm like, wow, you know, like this is cool. And like, that's just, so like it's normally it's your mind that stops you from achieving the things it's not your body and as soon as we realize that then you're just like wow like there's so much i can do and so much i can achieve so for me it's like people like 
don't think you can't do anything you can't do it just start where you can like start small and then just build it up and just enjoy the journey i love that i love that uh like i think people can take away so much from this podcast between um you know getting out there just getting out just starting uh, starting small but connecting with the outdoors and uh, seeing it as a way to connect with your thoughts and 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 kind of have that other form of of therapy um to obviously be conscious of things like being over obsessed with uh counting calories counting kilometers all these things remember to live in the moment and, and to allow yourself to enjoy some things because um whether it's food or or it's you know taking a break or whatever it might be because you know you're a good person and you deserve that in your life and then also um you know to to go out there and, and follow and explore and educate yourself on um the different representative groups that there are out there in, in the uk and ireland and across the world um and help you to to recognize the role you can play in making everyone feel comfortable in these outdoor spaces um, and Urge, you brought all this stuff with us on the podcast today. You were able to bring all of it to our minds. And, and I personally had, had a great time speaking to you. I, I learned a lot and I continue to learn a lot from your page. So thank you so much for, for joining us on, on the podcast today. And thank you for having me. That was so much fun. So thank Good. you for, I'm glad. for having me. I'm glad. We'll get you on again. We'll get you on again. <laughs> um, I'm excited. Everyone, thank you so much for, for tuning in. We'll be back here Thursday, two weeks for another episode of Sweat and Small with another fabulous guest. And um, make sure to do all those things like listen, share, leave a review, subscribe, all those great things. And in the meantime, just enjoy the outdoors, enjoy your running and uh, enjoy living your lives. So thank you very much and chat soon. Thank you for listening to Sweat and Small, a podcast brought to you by Lupa. If you would like to access the Lupa running app, all you have to do is go onto the wearelupa.com website, register your details, and you'll get an access email as soon as possible. Also, if you'd like to subscribe, share, and review this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. We'll see you here Thursday two weeks for the next episode of Sweat and Smile.